This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Believe Podcast Network presents the FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back, folks, here on the Believe in FCS Football podcast, doing a crossover episode with the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. It's going to appear on both feeds. And today, Sean and I are going to be talking to Ryan Roberts, who is out in Florida right now, uh, about some FCS NFL Draft prospects, some guys that are the big names, getting his thoughts on some sleepers. Before we do that, Sean, how are you doing today? Um, 12 minutes late, thanks to you. And then also met with a lot of braggadociousness and hostility from you, uh, which is very odd. You, you were being mean. I wanted season. to get you. Oh, I was being uh, mean. I wanted to get you a Christmas I, gift and you were making fun of me for it. No, no. You were doing a weird bits. No. You were like, I, okay. Do, uh. The one, if we have to do a Christmas gift this year or, or next year, then we would have to do it for the rest of our lives. Do you know how much and, money that would be? Well, until we get into a large fight, which is probably going to happen at some point. It'll be over the Christmas gifts. Me getting sick of, of being down, uh, uh, sending you gifts and shipping toward to California. <laughs> There's free shipping ah. these days with everything. Use Amazon. Ryan, how are, how's Florida? Is, is Florida nice? It's wonderful, man. It's 81 degrees. Apparently, it's snowing in New Jersey right now. So it's fantastic. I, I did forget to ask you, though, Joe, since this is yes. a crossover show. Yes. Does that mean that Believe in uh, believe in NFL Draft Prospects gets all the money? No. Is that how this works? We get all the ad revenue? This well, the, is, that's how that works, right? Do we get the money? No one gets, gets the money. Who gets I'm the just money? Gonna, I'm, I'm not just doing a read for it. free. <laughs> no, that... It's going to go on both audio feeds and it's going on the YouTube and then the, the viewership numbers count towards both. All right. Well, let's feeds. just start putting both, both episodes on both audio feeds and start doubling our money. That's that's yeah. not how that how that works. This isn't a, a the draft show wouldn't make any sense on the FCS feed. The FCS show wouldn't make sense on the draft. Why don't we just are, do, are you saying that? There's no why don't we just do five shows a day and talk about you, whatever we want on both you, feeds? I do. I'll, I'll start. I hate that sweatshirt. That's something I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, screw you. It's a are stupid you hat. No, this is a stupid no hat. Yeah, I got this hat from free from the guy that I bought the car from. It was sitting in the trunk. Mint. It doesn't fit you. Gem it's like a ten. It's a Napa Auto Racing racing hat. You it's hat. like a baseball mitt trying to fit on top of your like laying on top hey, of your head. Right? Nice same you hat you wear every single show. Loser has blood on it. Joe, I, I was just gonna say that I think it's pretty disrespectful to the FCS players that listen to the show that you said they don't belong in an NFL draft podcast. Like they no, 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 no. You see, that's when, an interesting take right there. My point is, is that if we're recapping games in the context that we talk about them. They don't belong in the NFL draft feed because Sean and I barely talk about the games. And you, as a listener of the show, know that we dick around for 30 minutes of the 40 minutes that we talk on the show. It wouldn't be fair to them. 
I don't know. I, I still think it's a little disrespectful if you spin it the right way. But... Atrocious. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I'll go to bet online so I can make some money to buy a new sweatshirt. Sean, can you uh, tell at, our listeners I about hate, bet online? I hate when he uses a read to get himself out of the barrel. It's so infuriating. Because what am I going to do? Not talk about bet online and the heater I've bounced back on. I'm uh-huh. telling you what, Vegas, whatever, whoever was in your ear this past week talking about Jonathan Taylor's not going to get 100 yards versus Arizona. <laughs> Keep them in your ear because I like free money, and that's what I did. Jonathan Taylor, over rushing yards prop. What do you think it did, Joe? Zero. It hit. It, it hit. <laughs> Not zero. It hit. Head to the new updated desktop oh, website duh, to duh, sign up duh, today. Duh, Receive duh, your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. Uh, from basketball, football, for the oh, rest yeah, so of the time soft. we have it. Uh, because I I look at my phone for two so seconds. I was so high I look energy. at my phone for two seconds, you and you pick the time when I look yeah. at my phone to to try and rope me into the read. You look at your phone, and I do the light box read. So. No, I don't. I pay diligent attention for to that you, read, because I can't wait you to wait see until I'm, Yeah, exactly. You wait for my mistakes, and then you immediately call upon them. I also want money on the uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight. So You bet on, on a, Jake Paul? Yeah. Oh, that's a bold decision. Short notice for Woodley. What do you talk? You never talk to me about bets. Hey, you don't make bets. You can't do the bit. No, you maybe I will. You're not allowed to do this bit. You can't say, "Oh, that was a bad decision," and then you not make the bet or a bet at all. You know what? That you changes tonight. Stink. It changes tonight. I'm gonna oh, bet yeah? on the. I'm gonna bet on the Dolphins game. Where are you gonna do it at? I'm gonna go to bet online. Oh, there we go. Bet online. And use code the fastest 50. and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. <laughs> all right, thank you, Ryan, for bearing through what is the easily the most dysfunctional read on the network for Believe. Uh, ironically, I'm a producer, so you'd think I'd put a little bit more effort <laughs> into not distracting Sean, but I can't help it. So, for our listeners that I have no idea who Ryan is. Which you must live under a rock and not check my Twitter feed sure for the amount of time. Oh, we need to get that out of the way. <laughs> I, I know I, I'm lampooning you. for our, our listeners, Ryan, that have that have started to to leak over into your universe. I, I apologize for one of them. I just do. <laughs> he can't help himself. It's his bit. Um, I he see comments Colin, on the draft videos too. See, by the I way, I see Colin responding to like every other tweet of yours. I need to know your impression. I, I think he's a great person. I am nice to my followers personally. Sean. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I re- I respect each I and every one of them. I you arguing with a guy today that that, that uh, about Ron Rivera. What do you? T- well, he <laughs> one he didn't follow me, and two he doesn't understand um, elementary math. So there's <laughs> the, I, I don't understand. He said, and this is you know, verbatim. You can go take a look at my feed if you would like. He said. Um, that I was incorrect when I said that Ron Rivera only had three winning seasons in which I posted the pro football reference of him ha- literally having three. And he told me, oh, when, when you make the playoffs, that counts as a win. That's not how that works. And I was like, oh, okay. Good, Good talk. <laughs> Still drunk from Christmas. So uh, for those who don't know who Ryan is, he's an NFL draft analyst. I do the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects show with him. And I edit and produce all the fantastic interviews that Ryan does on that feed so we talk to or sorry ryan talks to a ton of guys that are not only premier fbs athletes but there are a lot of fcs players that are amongst that group trevor penning being one of them who we're going to get to today um and we're going to talk to ryan about 
But if you want to check out any of those old FCS interviews, they are on this YouTube feed, and there are uh, a lot of them that you can go through from any school, Moorhead State, Montana, all over the place. Ryan has done interviews with them, which have been fantastic conversations. So, Ryan, I want to get into um, the first prospect that is relevant to the national championship. Troy Anderson, the fantastic linebacker. He plays all over that Montana State defense. He's played quarterback. He's played running back. What do you make of the recent surge in draft stock, especially earning that late invite or later invite to the senior bowl uh, for Troy Anderson? Well, I think it's partly due to the fact that like for the average NFL draft follower, you know, they're not watching a ton of Montana State games just in general, you know, as casual fans, unfortunately. So they're going to miss out on some guys occasionally that are the late bloomers, quote unquote, because that's what Troy is. Um, I think, you know, you guys are a little younger than I am, but I think stylistically speaking, Tra- Chad Greenway is a guy that kind of mm. pops to the mind. Oh, um, that's a good one. He was, he was a really good football player, long athletic Iowa kid who came from a small Iowa high school, I believe, if I remember correctly. And Chad was also an under-recruited kid who was long and athletic and had to kind of grow into his frame. And that's kind of what Troy is. He is 6'4", 235 pounds, long, athletic frame. It was weird, though, watching the 2019 film because he was obviously very highly productive at linebacker. But they were playing him like as an on-ball Sam a ton. So they were blitzing him off the edge and doing all types of things. 2021, of course, he missed. Uh, the 2020 spring season or whatever, recovering from the injury before the 2020 fall. And he was playing more of a traditional stack linebacker, playing a lot more in pursuits, doing things as a will. Like you, and I think that he has the type of frame that potentially could play Mike. He could definitely play Will with, with the athleticism he has. And maybe he could play some Sam in, in base fronts. So obviously teams are running less than 50% now of base. So like Sam backers don't matter as much as they used to, but a scheme diverse athletic linebacker who, I mean, if you want to, if you want to make it from that level or from any level that's lower than an FBS school, like a, t- a player that might be coined as a sleeper to a degree, you want to be the best athlete on the field at all times. And we've seen Troy, like he came in, he was a high school tight end, um, quarterback that was, you know, again, a smaller school comes to, comes to Montana state, Best athlete on the field. They're trying him out as like a wide receiver tight end hybrid. And then they're like, okay, we need you to play quarterback. He takes him to the playoffs as kind of like an option, you know, wildcat type of quarterback. They move him to linebacker. They had to move him back to quarterback because of an injury. And he's now kind of settled into the linebacker role. And I think that he's a guy that is going to get drafted potentially late on day two. I think he could be wow. a third round pick. Because I think that he is a guy, and I know talking to the guys over at Tracking Football who kind of do a lot of the, the the background stuff as far as like what how they tested in high school, what their adjusted weight stuff is, you know, or were they multi-sport athletes? Troy Anderson is a freak athlete. He had 6'4", 235 pounds. I think it's going to vertical jump high 30s, maybe touch 40. It's very possible. I think he's going to run in the 4.5s, high 4.5s, low 4.6s. So I think that he is a really good athlete who is scheme diverse, could play multiple linebacker positions. And at worst, we're talking about a guy that is going to be able to back up multiple spots and be a dynamite special teamer because he has that quite of mm-hmm. that, that type of profile as a long and athletic dude. So he is a big riser, but I think it's more of the simple fact that maybe people just haven't been able to see him play for Montana State over the last couple of years. Do you get 
How early were you on the Troy Anderson train? Because we weren't as early as we should be, but I feel like seeing people hop on, uh, you know, a little after us, there's a little, do you ever get that little chip on your shoulder where you see someone like just jumping on and you're like, oh, I see other people talking about them. Now I well, have to do my, re-, which is a good Brian thing. Brian knows, knows about guys before they get to school. I'm a weirdo with something. Sorry, I didn't mean to I, cut, I, it, cut you off, Sean. Oh, no, no, it's fine. It's just, that was a question for Ryan because, you know, we don't have him on the show every, every day, you know? If I wanted Joe to answer, I would have just said, hey, Joe, you know, but it's fine. It's well, it's Sean, I, I would say I'm, I'm not like I wasn't on the <laughs> Troy Anderson going. I wasn't on the Troy Anderson going day two train until, you know, probably just looking at this year's film. Because like I said, he had kind of he played an on ball role where he was kind of rushing the passer more than he was doing like a traditional linebacker assignments and run fill and, and you know, gap integrity and all that type of stuff. So like it was kind of more athlete than football player it, it, over the past. And he's a guy that's obviously only played linebacker for a couple of seasons. So I wouldn't say that I was on it. Like I, I on, and this is a little, I guess, background stuff is that I gave, we gave him a very early college gridiron showcase invite. Like one of the first people I was like, yes, let's invite Troy Anderson. Cause I was hoping that, you know, maybe he goes under the radar a little bit, but obviously the NFL is smart. They see athletes like that. So I, I definitely was not quite like Troy Anderson third round, but, you know, going into the season, I definitely would have said, you know, he's a late day three type of dude just based on athletic traits, but obviously his game has evolved at the linebacker spot now. So he's taking a big jump this year. Sure. You're way less narcissistic than Joe and I. Um, I'd like to ask you about an offensive lineman here and his cohort and uh, teammate, Spencer Brown, um, from Northern Iowa uh, is in the league now, and this is Trevor Penning. And I'm hearing a ton of buzz about Penning. I think uh, it was, was he training with Duke Manyweather uh, a couple weeks ago? I think with the uh, OL uh, gridiron. I don't yeah, know if that's yes, the correct yep. um, terminology, uh, but I, I'm hearing a lot of buzz. I personally, from the film that I've watched, I, I've been a little more impressed with Brown uh, than Penning. Uh, so I'm wondering if you could sell me on penning a little bit. I know he's uh, two inches shorter than than Brown. It is what it is. But everything that I see is positive. But for, for some reason, I can't get over uh, uh, that that Brown speed bump. Well, we had well when we did the uh, the show after we got his Senior Bowl invites on the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast. I told Joe that I felt like the hype was a little too much for what he is. I think that generally speaking, there's a safeness to him, which is kind of weird coming from an FCS because I feel like a lot of times those guys are kind of like boom or bust types of players. But I feel yeah, like there sure. is a solid floor because he is, like you said, six, seven and some change. Oh, yeah. Near, He's got great body near, comp. Fantastic. Great, uh, his body is, yeah, it absolutely is. Like, like a lot of those... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, like, yeah, he's got the 35-inch arms and he's a guy that is been in the UNI weight program, which we yeah. saw Spencer Brown, Ellison Smith, and he's he's developed that game. And he took a huge jump from the spring season from where he was in 2019 because 2019 was a little up and down. I, I, I But I think there is a safeness to him, but I, I do not quite understand how people – well, let me rephrase this. I, I very much just disagree that he ha- he is this better prospect than Spencer Brown, which you mentioned. I think Spencer Brown has rare traits, absolute yeah. rare, like not even just the, the length that you talked about, not the, the height. I mean, when he tested, he was a, you know, 10 as far as like the RAS stuff, right? Like he is a guy that is 
as about as good as athlete as you will ever see at the offensive tackle position. I think Penning is a good, solid athlete. I think he's more right tackle than left tackle because I do think that there's a little bit of tightness. I don't think he's the most flexible athlete of all time, but I think that he is just solid all the way around. I think he's a starting level player. I would say he's much more mid day two. I think I gave him a late second round grade in the summer, which I'm very content with at this point, but there is genuinely first round buzz on him. I would not be shocked if he's a top oh, I've seen selection. It. I've yeah. seen it. And, and maybe it's, maybe it's me getting bogged down by, you know, comparisons to thief of joy, but you know, at the same time, you're, you're playing at the same school, with Spencer Brown, and you're another massive offensive tackle that finishes people through the whistle. You're going to get compared to him. And then it's just, I don't know. I, I who was that Joker Joe? I sent you the the the, the mock article of somebody saying the Giants. Oh, it was, well, it was uh, 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 somebody that Ryan is a big fan of. Uh, Tony Pauline had a mock draft. That <laughs> is he doing? Is he the uh, is CBS Sports guy? No, he is Joker, uh, the he's pro football, football network. network. He he's also pro- does a show on Believe, uh, the draft analyst show. Um, I will refrain from providing any. Additional I'm a, commentary. I'm, Go ahead. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Tony Pauline fan. Huge Tony Pauline fan. Huge. I well, you I've had because I've spoken to him, and I am not gonna. <laughs> oh. I'm not gonna speak negatively. We can talk off air. <laughs> sure, he's a nice guy. Sure, he's a nice guy. I'm sure. I was thinking of Pete sure. Prisco. Pardon me. He he does yeah. the CBS power rankings. So. Well, there's that one jackass that uh at cbs that like puts out the most obnoxious insane mock drafts who's that one guy ryan something ryan, ryan wilson? wilson yes ryan wilson the guy with the glasses oh, well, I, I, hey, i'll make sure to get a clip of this so whenever believe signs him or you meet him out at <laughs> out at a restaurant <laughs> when your mood changes after you've met somebody no I, he was one of the few people that i would if i saw him in person i'm like you're the idiot that writes those obnoxious mock drafts for clicks, because there's literally no sure email. Why don't you send, send, send him something over? Hey, we talked Find, about it. If you, you found me his email, I will fucking email him. No, you do will a not. show on no, Bleed. We know that he does a show on Bleed. No, I'm not gonna. Not, not Pauline gonna Ryan Wilson. That's what I'm. Uh, I, the, I don't know. I don't know these guy. people. All I know is that I'm winning the draft. You're not tapped. I don't know any of these dra- uh, draft people. Yeah, you're not winning the league. You are part of draft Twitter, though, Sean. Oh, Ryan, how how incensed were you when you saw Joe's team? I checked in on his team uh, a couple weeks ago. Or I have week. like six first round draft picks. That's the same that thing that he does in our Madden leagues where he sells his entire team, <laughs> buys it on the immediate next draft, and then shits down the back of his legs. It is infuriating <laughs> because he doesn't get better. He doesn't get better. He doesn't draft that well. I, I do. Yes, I do. You traded off everything for like Caesar Ruiz. Uh, no, I traded. One thing that we did with fire, I traded away DeAndre Hopkins for multiple first round picks. I oh, ended yeah. up with Kyle Pitts and like a, a bunch of really good players. Dude, it's uh, so infuriating. You know what yeah. I'm going to do? I, I'm going to be the Rams and I'm going to win the league year after year, or I'm okay. at least going to make my money back. Oh, so you're so Joe, you're basically Bill O'Brien. That's who I you am are. Bill O'Brien. I, I am an elite drafting. It's embarrassing. Mind. Speaking of my uh, elite opinion on prospects, um, Colin typically likes to joke on my thoughts on Pierre Strong Jr., the South Dakota State running back. And after seeing him in person, I've said that my thoughts on him are pretty solidified. Isaiah Davis is the better running back, in my opinion, and I agree with you on that take that you're, you've said to me a hundred times in our Twitter group chat. Um, but Pierre Strong, to me, I think has a lot of talent, and I think that he could be that next David Johnson, uh, James Robinson, first year 
quality impact or like maybe like a Chase Edmonds type player. Where are you at with Pierre Strong? Do you, the, actually, the better question I want to ask, is there any possibility whatsoever that he ends up being one of the first five running backs selected? No. Okay. No, no chance there. Um, first, Isaiah Davis. Stud, dude. Stud. Top 100 player. Still found a way to bring him up. Years. <laughs> dude, he is so good. I watched him like three plays. I'm like, I'm in. I don't need to see anything else for the rest of his career. I am good to go. <laughs> um, here's, look, man, I, I, I've kind of reiterated this a bunch. I think, I think there is just – Pierre Strong does everything pretty well. Like he has good hands. He's got good vision. His burst is good. Like there's just – everything's very solid. You can convince me that he's going to be a part of a – platoon approach maybe he's like a chase Edmonds type of player which is another fcs guy out of fordham like there there i think there's a solid approach in that conversation i don't see that what you're talking about like i don't see david johnson i don't see james robinson i don't see that dude because i don't think that he is the most powerful running back of all time like i don't think he's a guy that's like a heavy workload type i think he is a change of pace, but not like a change of pace back as in like he's a third down only back that needs to be able to catch the ball. Like I think that he is just a different type of back. Like literally, like if you're with a, you know, I, I go back to Chase Edmonds for a second. Like if you have like Chase Edmonds and a Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds and a, and a James Conner, like they're different stylistic running backs. So it works when he's healthy. I don't think I see though a guy that's like a perennial thousand yard back. I see a guy that's like six to 700 in a platoon approach, which is good. There's nothing wrong with it. And the reality is Pierre Strong Jr. is going to be drafted fourth to fifth round. NFL likes him, likes him a ton. It's going to happen. But I just, I don't think I quite see next James Robinson. I don't quite see that type of dude. I think he's a good, solid football player who's going to be a number two back in a good committee approach. That's what I see with a guy like Strong. All right, that's fair. On your that, thoughts while you chew on. I, I'm your thinking. Of, I, I'm trying to think of a comp. I and he's I hard. You you have it, one, Ryan. Like, um, I think he's a little faster, but like Wayne Gallman comes to mind a little bit. Oh, that. You know? Wayne Gallman's not bad though, dude. What about like? Oh, a no, Powell. I watched Wayne Gallman for too long. Oh, you said Isaiah Crowell. Is that what you just said? Bilal Powell. Oh. Uh, well, that's that's not terrible. Terrible. It's not bad. It's terrible. I need to chill on that one. It's not I'm bad. Not trying to force it here. He, I mean, he's like a what a, <laughs> a, a max of four or five guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd say four speed. five, four five two, like somewhere. Like he's it's speed's fine. Like Every, quick, fine. but not fast. I mean, like a he's probably too tall to be like a Mir Abdullah. I th- I think he's he's a you know we're gonna do a baseball mm. analogy Mira for a second. like he's a he's a single doubles guy he's not a home run guy like it's just not you know what I mean like he's yeah. he's gonna create like I, I he's gonna create some explosive plays right like he's gonna have right. fifteen to twenty five yard carries maybe maybe at some points he'll burst off a thirty or forty yarder but like he's not a guy that I see anything game breaking about him I think he's mm-hmm. just Solid. He's going to bring consistency to your approach, which nothing wrong with that. I just to your question about is he the next David Johnson, James uh-huh. Robinson? No, I don't think he is. What, what about like Marlon Mack? I'm just throwing out names. Why are you doing? Are this you just right throwing now? out committee just, names? You're just throwing yeah, out uh, committee. Sean, names. it's your Love turn. It. Throw out a name. <laughs> Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. Arrow. Aaron Williams. Oh. Can't hear you, Sean, Sean. You're an Atlanta fan, right? I'm a Brian Hill. Hill. We'll throw a Brian Hill. Oh, I like me some B Hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Um, 
it rarely I don't think we've done a show in the last two years where we haven't mentioned the quarterback position, even when we were doing other position group uh previews. Uh it just is something that gets naturally brought up. It's the most exciting position in sports. Uh forward and hockey can go screw, striker and soccer can go screw. It's the quarterback. That's what it is. Um mm-hmm. this FCS quarterback class. Is there anybody that the casual audience would be looking at and say, oh, I expect him to be going out on uh, on draft day? Or is it going to be kind of middle of the pack UDFA stuff that we saw uh, a couple years ago? Uh, I mean, I, I think Bailey Zappi is always an FCS quarterback at heart. Let's be honest here. So uh, you got one there. Um, but in actuality, I would say the guys that are gonna, people are going to talk about is Chris Oladokun from South Dakota State, former Sanford transfer you can talk it. about Col- Cole Kelly yeah and he's a he's a talent and I will say I, I've talked to a couple people over at the NFLPA bowl and they are big fans of Chris Oladokun they think he has make it type of make um mm. makeup that's a weird sentence but they think that he can make it <laughs> um uh Cole Kelly is a guy that people are going to talk about obviously southeastern Louisiana as a tight end or an offensive lineman Dude, I've never heard anything like this, Sean. He was verified at junior day at six foot seven and four eighths, so six foot seven and a half, two hundred and seventy oh pounds with over thirty. Two seventy? He was two seventy at junior day. Yeah, he was two seventy. It's the that's, I've never heard of anything. That's like an that. offensive tackle. You can't tell me that's not an offensive Shut tackle. Shut up. He Would was you, bigger than you when you came in freshman year. Okay, his, like six pounds. <laughs> his his um. I, I, sure our, I think our bodies are a little bit different, also. I, yeah. I looked it up. And his, <laughs> Joe, his body types was exactly the same as Marcus Hunt, the defensive end that came out of uh, SMU a few years ago. Like it doesn't make any oh my God. sense that he's playing quarterback. But he, those are the two guys. And then people were going to throw out the Eric Berriers of the world, Eastern Washington, who yeah, great college quarterback. And but the reality is he's five foot ten. Like yeah, that's. I, that I is, feel like he is going to. He's going to get overlooked by the NFL, and he's going to end up in the USFL or the XFL, and, kicks off, and he is yeah. going to have like a PJ Walker type Vernon, of uh, Vernon Adams that came out exactly. of there and went to Oregon. Like that's the same yeah. guy, in my opinion. Like they're, I, I hope dynamic. he doesn't go CFL. I hope he stays local in one of these new leagues, and we can watch him just do the same crap where some offensive coordinators like we're just going to run the air raid and have some fun and goof around the whole time. He's a professional quarterback. I hate how you describe know. offenses. That's not how <laughs> offenses work. That's not how they I, I literally he's such he's such a stickler when it comes to special teams. And he thinks that offense is just happy go fun time. I hate the way that you describe offense. Oh, that boils my blood. Who says that? <laughs> I do. Yeah, go up. Uh, get on Try your hard you out. Know, throw wherever you want. You know, if it's in the strike zone, it's in the strike zone. If it's a ball, it's a ball. If it hits the batter, sure. Whatever. You're having fun. Oh, you just go. Who does that? I do. Oh, uh, I, want, I want to quickly go back to Cole Kelly. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be. Who was that Oklahoma tight end or quarterback? Right now. And wasn't he like six 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 seven or something like Meldozer, that? Meldozer, six six two sixty. Yep. And it, I don't know if he's still around anymore, but he had like a he little bit back, of a back up tight end for the Chiefs. I, but I feel like that's more likely for Cole Kelly than for him to stick on a roster as a, a quarterback. And I know that angers Sean for me to say that on the pod, but for just being realistic. I, I mean, the reality. The reality is. And it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum when we're just talking about Barrier. You know, he's he is on the other side of the threshold as far as like too big. 
being too big potentially, which is sounds really weird because we're playing a big man's game, right? Like big people win in the NFL. It is just the fact of it. Like that is, there's no doubt about that, but Mm -hmm. he is a guy that when you're talking historical context, find a successful quarterback that's over six, seven, let's forget about the two seventy for a second. We're talking about the Dan McGuire's, the Brock Osweiler's of the world. Like that's the dudes, the Mike Lennon's. That's who we're talking about when we're talking about six, seven plus. That is just the reality of it. And I think that, but I think the thing that hurts him most is the 34 plus inch arms. Cause he, I, I think his release is extremely slow. I think that that is what really kills him. And I think that's going to only get worse as windows get smaller and smaller at the next level. So he's going to get a shot though. Cause he was just the, Player of the year on the FCS two straight years. Did he win it this year? I, I think he may. They have haven't announced it yet. They haven't they, announced uh, it yet. So, sixth, I believe, is when they're announcing it. Okay, so he is up for it to be two straight years of the best player on the FCS level. So mm-hmm. he's going to be in the camp somewhere. Is he going to be able to stick? He might be a position switch guy. I think that it's a possible. I don't think that you're going to see Cole Kelly in a quarterback room on a roster next year. You can sell me on that he may be a practice squatter, which. Nothing wrong with that. He's going to make a paycheck. He's going to be playing football, professional football. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just I think that there are debilitating factors for being as big as he is. I think that is a reality that we need to deal with because you just I, I think that the 34 plus inch arms is a is a tough one because I think that it really does show up on film that everything's just a little slow. Now on the FCS level, he can throw into some windows because he's got a strong arm and it doesn't matter as much. But when you get into the NFL, those things start to matter a lot more. All right, I, I'm st- I'm looking through some of these taller quarterbacks. You might it. have a point here. I'm <laughs> Tell seeing me one, John. You know, I'm seeing some John. I'm seeing John Skelton. Seeing some Matt. Oh Schaub. my god! I, I love me some Matt oh. Schaub, so I'm not hating. Um, Nate Sudfeld, six <laughs> six. Oh, Logan Thomas, six six. He's playing tight end now. Mm. Tyree Jackson playing tight end now. <laughs> You're not going to find Funny. anything that's going to improve it. Paxton Lynch, six seven. Mm, yeah. That one turned out right. good. Yeah, you guys might have some points here. All right. So, Ryan, last thing that we have for you, um, yeah. question: Are, What sleepers would you say FCS fans and NFL draft fans should people be aware of coming from the FCS level and FCS podcast hosts as well? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, I wish we could have spent some time talking about the offensive line class that's coming to Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Because there's a lot. Well, of I'm sure guys. we're gonna we're gonna end up yeah. uh, having you on to talk about that, anyways. Okay. Well, in in that case, I'll leave that one to future for guys that I think are a little bit off the radar. One is Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Everybody, everybody that like was on early. Yes. Yeah, and, and so Christian Watson's a really talented football player, man. He is going to go, I think, in the fourth round, potentially. I think he could sneak third if he runs as well as he potentially could. Because I think he's a 4-4 kid at a legit six foot four. Like, he has that profile. Guy that was a little overshadowed. Um, overshadowed? Overshadowed. Over, no, I don't know. I don't know. Undershadowed? Undershadowed. Is that a thing? Overshadowed. Well, not overshadowed, but like not actually overshadowed. Okay. A guy that is off the radar a little bit. I'm sorry. That was a stupid tangent. I just there. So uh, he's under the radar. In this show in the last two months. <laughs> he's under the radar a little bit. 
because they, he comes from a North Dakota State offense that is that is genuinely a very run-heavy approach, and they did not have great quarterback play over the last couple seasons, obviously with Trey Lance opting out after his one game last fall. So, But a guy that at height, weight, speed, has a lot of good stuff. Um, a couple guys that I did want to mention real quick, I think there's a couple defensive backs that are going to be – one is going to be the Mobile, one is going to be East-West, Zion McCollum, from Sam Houston State is 6'2 plus. He's got long arms. He has, I think, 50 plus pass breakups in his career and like 11 interceptions. And he apparently is going to run in the four fours at that size. So wow. a kid that he's a little scheme dependent just because he's not the quickest change of direction guy. Like he's he's more of a press man and cover three type of player, which is fine. But that's just there's going to be some systems that just are not do not value him as much as others do, which is fine. You're not, you're not going to play him from off a ton. It's not going to be a cover two kid. Like that's just not going to be his thing because he's just not going to be able to change direction a ton. But if you keep him on a vertical plane, I like I like him for what he is. And then uh, Jacoby Durant from South Carolina State, small school kid, 5'8", 180 plus pounds. But he's a starting nickel on the next level. I think somebody's going to get a value on day three because I think that he is a dude – that will play a lot of snaps early. One more that we've had on the show, Dylan Cook, offensive ah. tackle out of Montana. Keep talking about him, man, because nobody keeps nobody is. So he was the guy. He was days. the quarterback, right? He was a quarterback at a very small school. Then he transferred over to Montana. And now he's playing offensive tackle at right tackle, and he is six six and, and five eighths, three hundred and ten pounds. Very physical. I think he has starting guard traits on the next level. Is he going to be a starting guard? Depends about how he develops and just kind of situational stuff, which I cannot predict. But I think that he does have traits to get excited about. Last guy, deep sleeper, Joe, deep sleeper. I don't know if he's even going to his. Uh, I don't know if he's going to a all star game. I haven't seen his name anywhere, but I like him, Charles Acano, who is a Idaho kid, defensive end, outside linebacker, number seven. If you're going to take a look at him, he's a guy that's dealt with a lot of injuries during his career, but he finally was able to stay healthy. Had like 20 tackles for loss this year, 11 sacks. Good football player. Now, he doesn't have traditional size to put on the edge a ton. He's already around six foot one, 247 pounds. But I think that he can play linebacker. I think he's super physical. I think he's going to be a dynamite special teamer. Nothing flashy about him, but I think that he's a guy that could stick as a UDFA. So Charles Acano, A-K-K-A-N-O out of um, Idaho, I think is a very good and underrated football player to keep an eye out, especially for the draft geeks that like to find their sleepers somewhere in UDFA ter- territory. Well, I think it's a good note to wrap us up on. Thank you for sharing with us that wonderful list of sleeper prospects coming from the FCS level. Obviously, we had a lot of guys transfer too, so there could be some recognizable names in the following class or the current class as well. Uh, I think that's going to be it from us on today's show. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on both feeds. If it's NFL Draft Prospects Podcast or the FCS Football Podcast and the YouTube channel, which is going to have a new name announced likely in the next couple weeks. We're getting close to uh, 750 subscribers. We're picking up some, some more steam lately, even though we haven't been putting out as much content during the holidays. So thank you for everyone who has subscribed. Sean, you got anything before I wrap us up? No, I'm just actually looking at some Dylan Cook film right now. <laughs> he doesn't look too bad, man. He's physical, right. man. He did <laughs> film against Oregon. I, I think it was uh, either 2021 or 2020. He, he's got some, so I like him. I'll dive into his Washington stuff also. 
All right. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.